Welcome to the Legion Outriders podcast. You've got a lot of guts coming here. Your source for the latest Legion news, opinion, and analysis. You must unlearn what you have learned. And now, here's your hosts. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. John Archiquette. Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? Matt Turner. I'm not afraid. And Joshua Gray. You will be. What's going on, Outriders? John, Josh, and Matt back here with a vengeance. We uh, just got our first weekend underway with the brand new Star Wars Legion game. We're excited to talk about it. We've got some hobby news and, of course, the uh, the much-awaited release of some more Star Wars Legion goodness. So lots of great stuff to talk about. How are you guys doing today? Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> I've got, I've got the, the thousand millimeter stare because I've just been looking at models in front of my face for hours on end. Uh, tired. Boo-hoo. I don't want to, and I've got more. The, the, the sad thing is, is like I've I don't even have enough painted to have like a real army yet, and it's really frustrating. Yeah, but release know. release weekend was, was pretty rough. was pretty good to all of us though. We all got our all got our presents from Santa, and uh, you know here in Las Vegas where it's nice and sunny, we didn't have the issues that some people out on the East Coast had. So we were able to stop here at Power Nine Games, pick up our new our you know our copies. Right on time, but I think some people on the East Coast may have got snowed in, which might work out for the benefit, though, because if you get a snow day, that's extra time to paint. Yeah, but if you, you got a snow day, you've got nothing to paint. That's true. If, if, <laughs> if, if you're still sitting there waiting for your stuff to show up. So, Matt, have you, have you got a chance to get a couple games in this weekend? No. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. No, I did get a couple of games down on uh, launch day, but uh, we did have our 800-point tournament over the weekend, which was really great i i hope it seemed everybody had a lot of fun but uh, we had eight people show up to that uh like myself and uh josh couldn't make it so there was some uh, people mia but uh other than that there was people in here building had some new people joining in that hadn't been able to come out on thursday so there's quite a bit uh community building up here in town i'm very excited to see uh with uh, all the opportunities for play yeah, it's exciting to see that there's you know a, a good community building here. A few people popped in who weren't actually playing the game, who looked like they were just interested in checking it out. You know, somebody stopped by and like, what is that? Is it's that Star like, Wars. Like, Come on, man. Like, is it like Warhammer? I'm like, no, it's like Star Wars. <laughs> Hammer. <laughs> That's my line. But I mean, it seems like there's you know a few people that maybe you know converted over to the uh, the dark side or well you know the Star Wars side at least, and uh, you know some interest from people who maybe weren't necessarily war gamers to begin with no it's, it's great that we're having that kind of crossover uh i mean getting the the star wars it basically allows you to get that foot in the door with the property license people are familiar with they're like great here let me show you how this game plays and everybody that sat down to play either a demo or a game i think it's like an 80 percent plus conversion rate just uh, and then people that were kind of on the fence. So you see all the buzz on social media. I know we were posting up pictures. A lot of the other stores were too. People on Twitter and Facebook, and we're getting more people. Oh, okay, it sounds like I'm ready to take the jump in. So, so a little bit people that are a little late to the party, but uh, definitely uh, everybody's welcome. And I, I was seeing folks like Thursday on our live stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, most most of the, the the community that I'm aware of is you know it's a lot of folks that are X wing players or still X wing players. Um, I, I was seeing folks coming in on Thursday that had arms full of Legion stuff, <laughs> and not only did I not recognize them from like X wing, it's like. I've never even seen you in this store before. I mean, you know, I, I have pretty good idea who's who around here. The the regulars, you know, sure. f- for lack of a better term. And I'm like, who are you? Well, I, I no, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pulling people this out of the woodwork. This is great. So I love it's it. fantastic. Yeah. Well, the great thing about this, you know, this demographic that we're pulling in is you're getting kind of a Venn diagram of the casual Star Wars fans, some of the war gamers, and people crossing over from X-Wing, you know, other board games. So, yeah, it's kind of a, you know... A group of, of people who may not have you know played the same games together and all, all coming together and some lead some pretty exciting stuff for the future. I Fun think. Times. A couple a couple of surprises too from over the weekend as well. Oh, definitely. So we'll we'll save the, the specifics about the tournament um, for a little bit later. We'll get into you know some of the stuff that we saw from the meta. But what do we have for Star Wars news this weekend? Well, not a whole lot going on right now. As you're probably listening to this, the uh, Blu-ray for Last Jedi is coming out. So that's about it. But what do we have for Star Wars Legion news? Oh, Star Wars Legion news. Uh, nothing. Not at no, all. Nothing. <laughs> or one of the coolest figures from Star Wars lore is getting represented on the tabletop. 
in that prune face is coming to a table near you. <laughs> when the face goes prune, the action goes boom. <laughs> Uh, no, of course. So we've got a, uh, another commander choice coming for the Rebels with uh, uh, General Han Solo and then his Rebel strike team with the uh, commandos. So that's uh, pretty freaking cool. I was super stoked on that when I saw that. Uh, it released, what, on, on Friday they dropped the news yeah, on they, that? Yeah, they dropped that. He's going to be coming quarter three, I believe. Yep, so that that's exciting. It's, he's one of my favorite characters. and Kind of a surprise to see the Rebel wave come out first because we've seen... You know, the way that they've got things spaced out, we're guessing a month in between releases. So April's supposed to be the General Veers Snowtroopers release. Everything I've heard is that uh, Veers is going to be, yes, April with the Snowtroopers. Okay, which would lead us to believe, you know, based on conjecture, that May would be Leia Leia and the Fleet Troopers. The Fleet Guard, yep. And then... Another rebel release? No, uh, this is so. This is my theory crafting and putting the rumors together. It's going to be the barricades and uh, obstacles and objectives. Okay. So it's going to be on that third month, and then after that, we're going to have uh, Han and the commandos. And we still have four missing uh, product IDs that that haven't been announced yet. So now this is because, this is where the CSI. Yeah, I know. Stuff I know. This there. is where we. This is where zoom enhance, zoom enhance. Yeah, uh, that's not how that works. <laughs> Um, because uh, the the solo the Han Solo troopers I believe are twenty and twenty one, so we don't have eighteen and nineteen, as far as you know SWL and then whatever Fantasy Flight you know their internal whatevers they're, um, and then I think we're also missing um, I want to say it's fourteen and fifteen also okay so um, so there's things missing that they haven't either either their products that they were going to make and they didn't do so they just kind of those numbers don't exist anymore but we don't there's there's numbers that things that haven't been released yet so surprises maybe but we Yay. know i mean that's we can speculate on that all we want about you know who the rebel or the the imperial counterparts to that will be but we know that's for true, a fact though that we've got han solo and the rebel commandos what do you think about those so far? Well, obviously, Josh, I know what you think about them. <laughs> I know. I was like, eh. Hot Solo is going to cause people a lot of trouble um, with uh, the zero pip command card that gets you. That can, Han shooting first. Yes. Han shooting first. <laughs> yeah. Zero pip command card that, that gets you a dodge and an aim token at the same time. Ugh. I love, uh, I, love, I love how they actually uh, managed to like stay within the character of Han Solo. Oh yeah, no, you got to get that flavor communicated in the game, or else what's the point? And he adds like a totally different dynamic as a commander than what, anything we've seen so far, because you know it seems like Leia and Veers are both very much uh, synergistic. You know, they they add to the forces you already have. They're not really op- made to operate alone. Whereas Han Solo seems that's what his job is. He, yeah, I mean, uh, Veers and Leia are kind of buff bots. For, for lack of a better term, um, yeah, Han, Han's a guy that you want to you want to stick in there. You know, you, mm-hmm. you want to get him up the field. You want to get him shooting at people, um, especially because I think he's got uh, one of his his card abilities is he can shoot twice in one round. Uh, yep. So Gunslinger I mean, allows yeah. him to shoot at two different units, right? But, but still, but, uh, I yeah. mean. <laughs> Just be careful. I think there could be some traps there trying to line up those two shots, and then all of a sudden he's exposed to two groups on that turn as well. Sure. (laughs) And, you know, he's got a a relatively, for a commander unit, he's got a relatively low courage value. So, um, you know, a courage value to two. Yeah, I mean, if he takes any kind of sustained fire, you risk having him break and run. So, but you know, to counteract that, he does have the uncanny luck ability, which allows him to reroll up to three defense dice when Mm -hmm. being shot at. Sure. Oh, so. and I love that. Uh, it's a great <laughs> backup ability if everything else has failed you. Yeah, when, when you roll like Matt, you need those rerolls. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Now, is he rolling whites or uh, white, whites or reds? He's rolling whites for defense. Okay. Um, he does have surges for both. Sure. So his uh, attack surge is critical, and his defense surge is, is a block. So, so he does have that going for him. Uh, his white defense dice uh, for his blaster. He's got a range one to two. With two red dice and so DL forty four like on Luke, so mm-hmm. yep. yeah, yep. So uh, 
Two red dice, pierce two. So, I mean, that's nothing to shrug your shoulders at. So it's pretty good. No, Especially yeah. when you're shooting twice in one round. And he's got the, what is it, accuracy? Or mm-hmm. it allows him to ignore levels of cover? Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. sharpshooter one. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you're going to see, that that really opens up the aperture to be able to run a lot of uh, dual commander lists. Mm-hmm. So I think you're going to oh, see a lot I of think Han and Leia. Oh, yeah. Um, where you've got Han with one element that's kind of your maneuver element that's meant to be getting up the board. Yep. Um, and then if, you know, you got Leia... If if you have to be in a, in a defensive position, you know yeah. you've got Leia there that can hand out dodge tokens and just kind of camp an objective. Um, so it's going to be really in- I'm, I'm really interested to see what kind of tactics folks are going to be able to start coming up with 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 dual commander lists where you've got one that's really really aggressive and one that's more defensively minded. I think it, it opens up a lot too. Like you said, you can have. You know, Luke is cheap enough where you can still you can run Luke and Leia, or you sure. can run Luke and Han. I've been right. messing around on Battlescribe. Like, is Luke and Leia a viable list? Because right now, with you know, with the Imperials look like you know sitting two ATSTs on the board with when Veers comes out might be a serious thing. You know, the Rebels aren't going to have an answer to that, so maybe their answer would be multiple commanders. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm not sure that you know is going to be you know the most points efficient thing. You know, time will tell on that, but. Yeah, it does open up a lot of different options. Yeah, and I mean, ATSTs are so good. Oh, they're so worth the points. <laughs> with uh, sticking with Han for now, um, the model that came out. Now, that's, this has caused a little bit of controversy. What are your thoughts on it, man? You know, I think this is the first model people have really been divided on. Oh, wait, no, no, it's just another one of the models. Uh, <laughs> uh, admittedly, I think we've all taken a look, and definitely uh, old Hobby John just, I think, sees a blank canvas when he looks at a model. He doesn't get hung up on the paint job, but probably not the best, not the best put foot forward for that. But uh, I know I'm already kind of looking at maybe alternative head swaps with uh, the Imperial Assault guys or something like that because I'm, I'm not blown away. So is your issue, issue more with the, the sculpt itself or the paint job that we saw in the showcase model? So uh, definitely the paint job is not helping it at all, but uh, the, the sculpt just looks a little derpy, I'm afraid. <laughs> I just see a target, so. <laughs> I think that you're right. Well, look, what you said about, you know, I see a blank canvas. I, I don't necessarily look at the paint job as being, okay, this is what your final product is going to look like. Because mm-hmm. while... We're usually spoiled from GW and, and Fantasy Flight having, you know, some of the best professional painters showcasing their work on releases. You know, not everyone turns out that way. Some turn out better, some turn out worse. Sure. I, as much as I don't like to criticize other people's paint jobs, I don't think this was the strongest effort, necessarily. No. I think it I looked mean, okay, but it's a it's a tabletop quality or just over tabletop quality, not showcase, but they're using it literally in a showcase. I think you need to, you know, get your go loot the fantasy flight couches, get your pennies and nickels and dimes together, and see if you can get like on Hell Heraldas. That's going to be a lot of nickels and dimes, I, I, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> still, get getting a top profile painter to give their best effort for it. Yeah, and at the, at the same time, in, in defense of fantasy flight, we don't know when they got their hands on this model. Exactly. You know, I mean, they might have gotten their hands on this model. It, it, it's obviously pre-production. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they might have because I, I don't, I, I didn't look on their site to see if it's listed as at the printer or coming soon or. However, they listed on the on the FFG webpage, um, so we don't know when they got this model. They may have gotten their hands on it, you so know, two days before. Take an extra week, eh, but you want to put it. I mean, Adepticon, it's the it's the release. Yeah. I, I, I know. I mean, yeah. better to have a bad model than no model at all. Maybe I'll, I don't I'll know. I'll tell you what. After, I mean, after my Friday night, I will have no pity or sympathy for anyone for not having <laughs> enough time to paint their stuff. Hey, John, when's my stuff going to get finished painted? <laughs> we'll get back into that when we get to the hobby news because we got a lot to talk about with the hobby stuff. But, of course, with the Han release, we saw the release of, I guess, his, uh, his little entourage and uh, the Rebel Commandos and Pruneface. Pruneface! Yeah. <laughs> is is uh, Captain Rex in there? I don't The guy with the beard? No, I, it doesn't. No, kinda, Captain, I, I Captain, Captain Rex is in the, the, Captain Rex is in the core set. That's the uh, guy with the beard okay. and the corset. Right. Yeah. That's true. Although with That's a little fair. bit of green stuff, any of your guys can have beards. You can make them all Captain Rex if you want. Yeah. I mean, he was a clone. Exactly. There you go. Except for, I don't think you want to put a beard on the Mon Calamari. I just, <laughs> that would just look weird. <laughs> this is a distinguishing fringe. <laughs> so have you guys had a chance to look at the uh, the Rebel Commandos at all? I'm scared. <laughs> I Seriously, I just... 
Uh, okay, man. first off, Courage 2. Yeah, Courage o- 2. On a trooper which is Which is big. Yeah. Um, which, right there, you know, the, the, the big thing with ATSDs right now, and especially dual ATSDs, mm. is... You know the that mortar and suppression you know suppression there. and suppressive, yeah. which you know you can first round of shooting you got a, a legitimate risk to panic a unit. Yeah. Uh, not now, not anymore. <laughs> um, so if you want to well, try that, that you know if you want to try that little trick, you're you're basically dumping both ATSTs fire onto one unit, and that's just not very point effective. Yeah. Um, Do we know a cost on the basic unit for these guys? Sixty. 60? 60 points. Okay. Yeah. 60 points. Before so not bad. No, no, not, no, no, not no. bad. Um, and, well, keep and in two mind variants that. of this yep. unit, too, yeah. because you've got the heavy weapons team, or the strike team is what they're calling it, where you're, uh, you, you have to add a heavy weapons trooper, and then that trooper is your unit leader, which is... You know, that's pretty cool. Which is real that. tasty. Yeah. You know, as we sit here and, and lament, you know, oh my DLT nineteen trooper. Oh, uh, I wish I could kill my commander. Right. Well, <laughs> you know, now now you don't have you know you don't it's have to worry point. about that anymore. Um, but yeah, oh, just so many options with with this. Um, and, and the thing that the mechanic that they they didn't really spoil, they kind of hinted at. Um, if you look, there's 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 bomb tokens now. So these guys are going to be able to plant bombs and, and park bombs, I'm assuming, park bombs on an objective and then GTFO. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then and then now you've got to decide, well, do I want to go try and take that objective and eat the bomb or, you know, how, how you know, and we don't know the mechanics of how that's going to work yet. Um, but man, there's a lot oof. of fun potential there. Yeah, though. this does not look like fun. Well, I, I think yeah. <laughs> along with Han, uh, I think they're a unit that's made to operate outside of the command range of other commanders. I mean, right. that's why they've got the the higher leadership. Um, one thing that they have that we didn't mention that Han also has was the low profile stat, which uh, when you're defending, if you have light cover, you increase it to heavy cover. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah. know, you see some of the area terrain where it's you know only one cover. Well, you park these guys in there and. They're going to be a lot harder to dig out. Yeah, it's fluffy like, for them to yep. be moving around the trees and stuff like that. <laughs> exactly. And plus, they have the ability to move up to a range to move on deployment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you park them, you know, you 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 deploy them as usual, and then immediately execute a two-speed maneuver. So, which can bring you into base to base with objectives. It could potentially yeah. turn um, one. So, or you know, we we've we've seen the rapid reinforcements rule where okay, this is your activation. Um, you know, you could potentially deploy and s- on rapid reinforcements, you s- keep them back mm-hmm. and then do a two-speed move and possibly oh, really? get into base and base contact mm. with another unit and engage them in melee. Well, you won't see. be able to attack, but yeah. you will be able yeah. to tie that unit up. See, so, I, I don't know if they're a model you necessarily want to get into base to base contact. They're only not. throwing one black die in, right. in hand-to-hand. I think whereas, you got to be. Well, that's what everybody does, except for. Luke and Vader. You've got to be range two away from an enemy. Oh, range two. Okay, so a two-speed move. They'll probably be not going to get there. But so, good thought. But I mean, their statistics statistics are really nothing to shrug your shoulders at. They've got um, they've got the A two eighties. So those black dice. So they throw a one to three range black die. Um, They've got positive. They got surges for both offense and defense. Oh, love those! So their offensive surge just goes to regular hit. But I mean, it's better than nothing. Better than Vader's so jealous, right? Yeah. And uh, they also have Scout 2 and Star- uh, Sharpshooter 1. And room for pretty much every kind of upgrade you can get. So, of course, with the, the photos they've shown us so far, we don't know exactly what all upgrades they have. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is going to be the first trooper unit with uh, access to comms. I, I don't think they're a trooper unit, though. I think they're... Uh, they're special forces. They're special forces. They, so they're not core. They I'm, well, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. They, I mean, they are troopers. Okay, yes. yes. I apologize. They're yeah. not core. So they're they're special forces. Yeah, but they also have access to comms, which the other core units do not have. I think you're right. Yeah, so <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, theory or speculation here, what do we think the Imperial analogs are going to be? Death troopers. Ah, uh, man. See, you, you think it's going to be death troopers? Well, if it's going to be a direct analog or, or opposing metric, then I would say probably scout troopers. Scout troopers. That's yeah. my guess, yeah. But who's the commander then? 
Because what it looks like here is it looks like they're they're basically mining the original trilogy yeah. as much yeah. as they can right yep. now, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, you know, scout troopers, absolutely. Um, but then who do you put as the commander? Because we don't see a lot of names. Well, the, the guy in the shield generator in the black uniform. That, <laughs> you know, that guy. Scum. <laughs> yeah. I uh, actually wouldn't mind that guy, just so I can, every time I activate him, just go, you rebel scum. Your, your dream of having a nameless HQ choice that you can uh, that might project work out. your destiny I, I would be totally cool a lot with of that. People, a lot of people online are saying Tarkin, and I just, no. But you're not going to have Tarkin with, see, all, all right. of the, all the releases, the... The commander tends to correlate with the models being released. Sure. So, you know, no. Hoth, no. you got snow troopers with Veers. Okay, yeah. so we're speculating on a speculation right. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, okay. I, I like personally I don't want to see Tarkin anywhere near this game because he's no. not a he's not a ground pounder. You know, I'd love to see like Agent Callus from Rebels. Oh no, that he'd would be, be great. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, but and, then you're, and then you're starting to get into it's the, gonna be too. Death Trooper Krennic. Yeah, probably when it comes out. Yeah. yeah. So uh, but the, 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 again, you're starting to go into the expanded universe, other than the original trilogy, right? So I think if they're sticking with the original trilogy, you're going to have to stick with. I mean, the only obvious commander choices you have from the Empire would be Grand Moff Tarkin, if they, you know, if they throw him out there, uh, the Emperor. I feel like that's going to be a later on release. Yeah, though. probably. But with right, him, I mean, with his Praetorian Guard, oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so tasty. For Grand Army, yeah, yeah. something. Like yeah, that. but I mean, I, I there isn't really a, a ground pounding analog. Uh, for so there is the precedent in Rebel, Rebels for uh, our, our, our Chiss buddy. Yeah, uh, Thrawn. Thrawn. Sure. And also Krennic. I yeah. mean, he used mm-hmm. the obvious one, I think. Yeah. Because he runs around saying, deploy the, the garrison. <laughs> <laughs> and if, that's obviously going to be one of his cards. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, either way, it'll be it'll be interesting to continue to speculate until we actually see some hard evidence. But for now, I'm, as a Rebel player, stoked. Re- like really stoked to what having the rebel commandos, and I'm very happy for you. <laughs> oh, how Aww. big of you! Thanks, Josh. Yes. The only the only problem I have like at all, and this is very very minute, but they are the, almost the exact same paint scheme that I went with <laughs> for my for my rebel uh, troopers because I haven't put the photos out there yet. But I went through a full Endor paint scheme with everything, so the paint scheme looks very similar to what we saw with the Rebel Commandos. I'll change it up a little bit myself just so I don't have them look exactly the same. Oh, what you do is uh, do like one of our local players do and give them all like Jordans. <laughs> give, give them all some like nice, nice sneakers. Well, yeah, since we're talking about the, you know, the hobby news and everything like that, um, we saw some pretty cool stuff from the tournament with uh, with some of the paint jobs. I am shocked at how much got painted up in so quickly. Uh, you, you, I mean... John, you're an aberration, but there was still a lot of people. Like it was pretty quiet in here on Friday. I, I'm, uh, I, but I think that's because most people are at home, you know, getting things painted up uh, in anticipation for the the tournament on Saturday. Well, I mean, we even saw Thursday when we were doing, get, you know, getting ready to do the live stream. People yeah. were coming in, picking up their stuff, and sitting down and starting to glue stuff together. Oh you yeah, know, just so they can just play right away. So yep. I mean, yeah. It's, a lot of sleepless nights for a lot of people, I'm sure. Well, that's, I mean, that's part of the cool thing about the atmosphere that we have here at Power Nine is you know people do so they hang out here and paint and yeah. you know assemble yeah, models and stuff together. Exactly. Right. Oh yeah, so, no. Yeah. So we don't we don't just have people playing here. We, you know the whole you know aspect of the hobby is, is all here. But my my timetable on Friday was ridiculous because Thursday. What was your day the, like, John? Picked Break up it the game. We'll, we'll give a little recap. <laughs> yeah. Thursday picked up the game. And Thursday after work, because I didn't take any days off for this like some people did. I'm a, you know, lack yeah. of dedication. Uh-huh. I know. But <laughs> Thursday night after work, came down here, played the uh, the game on on Twitch. Yep. Against Daniel. Mm-hmm. Great dude. Daniel's played awesome. really yeah, well. Yeah. Cool um, he beat me, so he, he gave Friend me my of the first show, loss. Daniel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, got a game in with him. Um, that went till probably about nine nine thirty. Went home, assembled my stuff, and. Friday after work, basically sat down and from five o'clock in the afternoon to about two o'clock in the morning, painted as much as I possibly could, woke up the next day and was here by noon. And I had everything painted to at least tabletop quality except for my ATRTs. So with four squads. I know, I know. (laughs) It was a little bit of a personal embarrassment. Like, sorry, these two ATRTs aren't done. Uh, And I need you to put up some pictures of your speeder because that thing turned out freaking awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. I'll I'll put some pictures up and uh, next time for the... So, shocking, I'm sure nobody that was here, uh, John ended up winning the best overall painted 
And uh, even with the the two ATRTs, not no, he didn't enter those for some reason. <laughs> oh, it was gee, kind of weird. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, they had all the different categories for commanders and unit and support and all that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, instead of just giving him best paint in each of the categories, they had the best paint, so I just gave him to that, and then was able to get the certificates to everybody else that did a really good job. On, yeah, everyone, uh, everyone definitely yeah. deserves some recognition for that because they all did you know a great job. And I, I've, Such a short I've had time years frame. of experience of doing like speed painting stuff, but. Uh, we saw some creativity. Like, who was the uh, the guy who had the stormtroopers with the Jordans? Oh yeah, that was Joe. Joe, yeah, Joe, yeah. 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 Joe had these stormtroopers that had the you know classic stormtrooper paint scheme, but each one of them had their own individual pair of Jordans, and you know different colors on each one. He painted the the different soles and stuff. And I love hobby games so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, because it it you know leads so much room for creativity and stuff. And uh, yeah, hats off to him because he did a great job with that. Now, speaking of uh, alternative paint schemes, Josh, how's your new paint scheme The going? Hello Kitty Army. How's that come along? <laughs> Slow. Because I am not a speed painter. And at about, uh, at about oh, I don't know, 10 o'clock this morning, I realized why I never played miniature games before. I'm like, oh, yeah, now I remember why I never wanted to play 40K. This sucks. Oh, God. Uh, For a fraction of the model count. I know, I know, I know. Here. Yeah, I can't oh, imagine man. the guys that are that are rolling, like, Imperial Guard. And, like, one basic unit of Imperial Guard is, like, everything that, that, <laughs> that you put on the table for a for an 800-point army in this game. But um, So what is your, what yeah. is your technique, Ben? So my technique has been I'm uh, shooting everything with a base coat of black um, uh, using the Citadel Chaos Black uh, spray, which mm-hmm. I, I really, really like. Um, and then what I'm taking is I'm taking uh, some, some gray because I'm, I'm doing a black paint scheme for everything. Um, so black is the base color. Um, and then I'm taking a little bit of uh, Dawnstone gray. From, also from Citadel, and kind of using that as the colors for the body glove. So you can almost imagine the stormtroopers are almost like a negative of what a, a picture negative of what they should be. Everything that's supposed to be white is black, and then everything that's supposed to be black is 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 light. Um, so going through and doing all the all the butts, and and I've seen more stormtrooper butts. butts in the past <laughs> in the past two days than I care to chest care to think about. Not the um, shin guards, the butts. <laughs> yeah, the butts. Yeah. So you know, doing doing all the the elbows and knees and all the everywhere where the you would see the body glove, yep. you know, shoulder joints and all of that. The holsters and the weapons. Um, because I'm doing black on on the people, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to do black guns, you know. So normally the E11 is a is a black weapon. So what I'm doing is I'm taking um, the Army Painter gunmetal gray, which is a pre- or gunmetal silver, mm-hmm. uh, which is a metallic and it's pretty dark as it, as it is. Um, doing all of the weapons in that that gunmetal silver. Um, and then just doing some highlights of silver elsewhere. Uh, I'm not getting too detailed. I, I like to work with a relatively simple palette because I'm slow. And mm-hmm. if I get too detailed, I'm like, oh, I'm going to paint this one little dot red on all of my troopers. It'll add like five hours to what I'm doing. <laughs> you all can't um, see this at home, but uh, for the real PTSD of Josh here, he's gesturing with a pen with like a pen, it's his like paintbrush. It's a, like it's he's a, waving it around, <laughs> making dots. It's uh, pretty entertaining. <sighs> we really need to start uh, you know, hand cramped into a, yeah. a, a yeah. kind of claw. Yeah, well, this is this is kind of like the hand equivalent of lockjaw right now. Yeah. If you were to take the pen away, hand, yeah, 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 the, yeah. My, my, your hands yeah. in that position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because literally, this is, and you can't see what I'm doing, but the way I'm holding the pen is literally where my hand has been for like the last like 24 hours of my life. Hey, man, you should just relax. Just put it down. <sighs> Wait, did you just tell me to relax? Yeah, calm down, <laughs> Come on, man. man. Wusa. <laughs> One so, does not simply <laughs> stop <laughs> painting. Well, maybe not you. Yeah, <laughs> right? So, um, and then what I'm... So, uh, do some silver highlights on that. And then I'm doing the eyes green. Uh, and giving it kind of that Death Trooper Splinter cell. glow kind of thing. I, I, um, I like the ones that you, you sent me a photo of. I, I really like how they're, they're standing out so far. Um, so then what I'm doing on the silver, because it, it's it's too bright, um, taking some uh, null oil mm-hmm. and just doing a, a light coat of null oil over all of them to, to knock it down, especially on the guns to bring out all of the... Um, bring out all of the the detail, you know, um, in all those recessed areas, um, and then I'm I'm doing some kind of like slash camo of purple and gray mm-hmm. to to kind of 
break up the the monotony of the black. And then I'm doing a the last thing I'm doing is I'm doing a really 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 light um, dry brush coat of the gunmetal silver, and it's just barely pulling out some of those raised details like in the helmet. Um, and kind of the edges of the armor and everything because the the black spray, um, the chaos black spray is great, but it swallows detail. You, you haven't know? even you, gotten you to the best part though, and that's Darth Huggy Bear Vader <laughs> <laughs> with his that's purple and ermine yeah. cloak. <laughs> so so what I did with my Vader. Um, because I like to, you know, squad colors, right? You know, you gotta have you gotta have elements of the squad color and everything there. I disagree, you, but still, Matt live your dreams. And that's okay. <laughs> you know, we will agree to disagree on this one. Um, so what I did, uh, and, and I think it looks really neat. I, I like it. Um, I, I wanted to get the purple and gray into Vader somehow, and I sat there looking at this model, agonizing over how in the hell I'm gonna work purple in, into this thing. And what I ended up doing is I looked at, you know, especially the way you've got to assemble the model. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the headpiece with the cape, with the, the back cape, because he's got two capes, which is really weird. Um, so um, what I did is I kind of fit the model together, and I realized I couldn't really see a whole lot of the back cape because, duh, his body, you know, on the inside of the back cape, I should say, because, duh, his body conceals it right yeah um so what i did is i coated the entire inside of the cape purple um and then the outside of the cape the trim around the the, edges yeah yeah, well i mean there's a really the way they did the sculpt on the model it's flat Mm -hmm. all the way around like like and it just it's like hey Outline here, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that flat area on the bottom and then up the sides of that cape, I did the same gray color. Um, it, and it, when it, you put it together, the rest of the Vader is standard Vader. Uh, red eyes, red saber, you know, didn't, didn't, you know, I was tempted to give him green eyes and a purple saber. And you know, <laughs> those are all of the things that were in my head to do. <laughs> That that the the Star Wars fan in me went no, <laughs> and that day Darth Hader was born. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you got to so, draw the line somewhere eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Better have my credits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, so that's what I did with with, with my Vader. You know, okay. so it, you only see the purple if if you look at it from like the one angle. If if you're off angle to from the like if you look at it for like a forty five degree angle, you can see a little bit of the gray yeah. on on the, the the lining of the front of the cape, but you can't see the purple. It looks like a normal Vader. So that was my way of being able to kind of work squad colors in there, but still at the same time being able to uh, you know keep it keep it real, keep it OG. That's you know. a, it's a creative way of doing it, and you know it, it serves multiple purposes in case Vader has to blow up Alderaan at noon, and then at night has a off-Broadway production of Joseph and Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> <laughs> the one other thing I considered doing with my Vader, uh, you know, everybody talks about you know, if, and it even says it in the in the rules reference guide, if your if your sabers are are bent or whatever, get bent in shipping, stick it in some hot water, and then it'll soften the plastic up, and you can uh, you Repose can straighten it, it out. Yeah. Um, Looking at Vader, the his left hand, he's doing like the force choke thing, the right? Strong hand. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's bringing <laughs> the strong, the strong hand. hand. Yeah. <laughs> what I considered doing is sticking that hand in water, and instead of having the the, the and see if the, he pees his suit. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, sorry. Well, I, I totally missed what you said. Wait, wait. What did you say? He, he stuck his hand in his water and see if he see if he pees his suit. <laughs> No, I wasn't going to see if he beat Oh, hot him. water. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, what I was going to basically do is I was going to try and monkey around with his hand, and instead of, like, the force choke hand, I was going to see if I could make him be given a thumbs up. You know? So, <laughs> lightsaber in one hand, yeah. and it's like the buddy Vader in yeah. the other one, you know? <laughs> but I decided not to do that. I, I was uh, already tempting fate enough. Oh, man. So... Yeah, one of the nice things about buying two kits was, uh, you know, I have two Vaders, two Lukes, and, you know, everything else, you know, I'm obviously putting to use, but having two Vaders and two Lukes doesn't really do anything for me, so I get to play around with my second Vader. I still need the Commissar hat, by the way. Oh, yeah, I yeah, got you, please. I got you. Well, one of the no, nice you need about... the wide-brim fuzzy hat. <laughs> <laughs> one of the nice things about having like a pretty, you know, expansive bits box from playing 40K and bolt action and a few other things was I've got... Uh, you know, a few random Space Marine heads, and 
one of GW's things, in addition to putting skulls on everything, is you know the uh, bareheaded you know Space Marine captain or Space Marine sergeant with you know battle damaged face. And I'm like, wow, you know this guy looks like a horrible burn victim. Boom. Lobot. There we go. Yeah, Lobot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. That's yeah. perfect. I didn't think about that. Yeah, when that it's comes got out, cybernetics like yeah. implanted in his skull. But uh, yeah, we could. I like yeah. I'm gonna take Vader's head off and put on one of these you know battle damaged uh, space marine sergeant heads and. What oh, do you know? I want to like, say like the Blood Angel perfectly. line's got like a little rebreather guy too. Yeah, you there, could do so that. Um, some of the like the land speeder. Uh, the yeah. land speeder comes with not the Star Wars one, the 40k one. Uh, comes with uh, the rebreather mm-hmm. sergeant, but um, one of the ones that they came with, uh, I think the basic tactical squad uh, has a guy with you know burn damage about half his face. I'm like, you know what? That kind of looks like Darth Vader. So nice. yeah, so I, I I cut the head off one Vader and I'm little green stuff around the neck so it doesn't look like Frankenstein and uh, we'll see how it turns out I haven't I haven't painted that one up yet but that'll be my my alternative one in case uh, you know the, the tournament rules come out and you can't have any alternative sculpts Darth Vader unplugged right yeah, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> exactly your, 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 your casual game Vader so a lot, you know, a lot of room for uh, for hobby stuff but we get into the uh, the actual meat of the conversation here we'll talk about our, our recap from the release weekend so Matt from a you know, from a proprietor standpoint here, what did you think about the release? Like, wh- how did you take the uh, the reaction from the community? Uh, I was blown away, honestly. It was pretty exciting to see everybody else be as excited as I am for Legion launch. I, I was a little bit worried. We ordered real heavy for Legion to come out, and uh, we posted out some pictures of, like, our receiving shipment, which I thought was pretty substantial. Before we had finished pulling and pulling orders and just having people walk in the door, I was already on the phone getting a reorder for the following week uh, on things like stormtroopers were going to be gone. Bike tro- uh, bike scouts were, were getting uh, just taken off the shelf quicker than we could get them back in. So, no, a lot of people are coming in. I, I, we kind of talked about it earlier, just uh, new people into the hobby. Maybe we're not thinking about it till they saw the reception it was getting and then all of a sudden we've got a lot of people coming in all uh getting involved in legion so that was really great see i've never been on the ground floor of a launch like i i you know playing 40k i got into that what are we five years old yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) and you know x-wing it was well after the game had come out so i never actually experienced what it was like to start with the game from the beginning but from what i've seen so far I, i think it's it's you know, bodes pretty well for the future of this game. Yeah, outside of a few, like, rules quibbles here and there, I think everybody's very happy with the way it plays and it flows, uh, the quality of the models, and then the experience of actually playing a full tabletop Mm -hmm. game in it. Uh, I can't think of anybody that's really had too many problems. Yeah, that kind of goes into my one issue that I I have so far is, you know, everything that came with the release kit is great. Uh, I would have liked to have had a more comprehensive rule set and not have to reference it online. Yeah, and that that was kind of interesting. And uh, and I think more people as they're playing games are finding this out. Uh, we've found inconsistencies between the, the start playing guide that mm-hmm. comes in the box and then the rules reference online. Like the big one that was doing my head in was the suppression mechanic. Yeah. Again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Someday I'll figure it out. But uh, very clearly in the, the base rule book that comes in the box, it says, like, at two different times, range attacks. Yeah. Both times. But when you go into the rules reference guide online, it says, an attack gets a suppression. So, so melee now all of a sudden people, melee, yeah, yeah, melee attacks, which doesn't quite make sense to me. I'm hoping that's just an oversight that's going to be corrected. Because I think the the whole idea of suppression in my mind is, you know, we got laser blasts flying past us, so we're kind of ducking behind cover, moving tactically, that kind of thing. Maybe doesn't lend itself so much to a melee duel, whereas if you're doing that, you're probably taking dodge tokens or something like that. Sure. I don't know about you, but somebody tries to punch me, and I just assume the terminal position and... You know, curl, curl up and just, no, please don't hurt me. Stop, stop. I'm being suppressed. <laughs> Randy Ling. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there's a few contradictions and a few things that were, you know, left fairly vague. I think um, the uh, other one we ran into was actually during your game is doing a Jedi mind trick. Well, do you need line of sight? 
Yeah, do, do I you couldn't need find to have anything any that force powers? It doesn't yeah. sound yeah. like it. I mean, for the the Master of Evil one also that hands out the suppression tokens. Well, yeah, yeah that's a command range card. One to two. Yeah. Right. You know, so, so we treated it like he could do it behind a building. So yeah, just yeah. Mm. Hopefully, the facts will be dropping soon yeah. on these kind of situations. But you know, card says do this, do this. It's not well, you know, but he can't see him. You know, card says this, do this. Don't yeah. don't don't sit here yeah. and you know headcanon it into something that you can't do. And again, so. sometimes we bring some of these previous notions from other games. Yeah, into we've talked it. about yeah, that. We've before. talked about that. So you know, we have to try to you know unlearn what we have learned from other games and you know go into this still with, learning from yoda all yeah, these years later exactly he's so much wisdom <laughs> for such a little guy for such a little puppet <laughs> <laughs> but we saw one of the coolest things i think was just the developing meta and granted i'm sure it's different everywhere you go but you know i threw a little poll out on the uh the facebook account today and you know just within the the 20 you know 12 hours that we had it up uh, we saw about 50 responses from people and basically just asking, what is your main army right now? And I think I had speculated it was going to be more Imperial heavy. And I think that's what everybody was yeah, expecting. Yeah, I mean, just because of the options that you have out there. You know, mm-hmm. the DLT-19 is probably the best all-around heavy weapon. ATSTs are really good. You know, uh, Vader's not bad, although yeah. you know he certainly has his limitations. But well, that was another interesting yeah. discussion. But from what from what we saw from the poll results, about fifty four percent were Rebel Play players, notes. and yeah. from what we saw um, of the eight players that entered the tournament, we had five Rebel lists. Five Rebels, three Imperials. Yeah, that 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 shocked me. I was uh, prepared to play that day if we had an odd number, but uh, otherwise I just end up judging. But I had a Rebel list ready to go because I thought for sure I'd just be seeing waves and. Oceans yeah. of uh, AT and STs and uh, stormtrooper helmets, but not the case. So a lot of land speeders out there, and that was one of the cool things too. Was they had all the lists were pretty distinct. You know, we, we didn't mm-hmm. see any dual ATST lists, but we saw uh, two of the imperialists had ATSTs. One of them um, was running exclusively troopers and jet bikes. Yep, yeah, that was Daniel's um, list. Daniel ran, yeah, yep. it played very well. He beat yeah. me the first game we played, and. Uh, you know, I, I made some stupid deployment mistakes, but as you can see in the Twitch video. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he, he ran a, a load of troops, and it worked out for him. You know, he, and he mm-hmm. played, you know, very intelligently with it. Um, Joe ran an ATST with uh, a, a f- several squads of troops. And, you know, he got into a bad – the first game he and I played, uh, he probably had the worst possible deployment objective set up, and uh, I, I tabled him, but – not because he wasn't a good player, just, you know, no, no, things didn't work Joe out is an absolutely an excellent X-Wing player. Uh, I think this is his first, like, tabletop battle game, though. Yeah. And, there's, so and there's definite differences. We were, we were sure. definitely, we, we spent some time afterwards and we were chatting, and uh, there's some interesting theory crafting going on that came out of that event as well. Yeah. And then on the, on the Rebel side, you know, John, ATRTs with Gatling cannons. Yeah, that to was, be seemed everywhere. to be the big thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, troopers, of course, you know, saw quite a few of those, but um, John Rust, who I think won it, uh, ran two land speeders or two air speeders. So yeah. that, that was, you know, I played against that list, and it, those are tough to bring down. You know, trying to shoot one of them, yeah, it's not that hard, but you got two of them flying around there, and, you know, throwing out three black and three red attack dice, those things are nothing to. A lot of H6s, <laughs> I noticed, too. Not, not so much with the ion shot, mm-hmm. so that was interesting. I was, I was, Really oh, the, the surprised Z, the to Z6 see that. Gatling, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, volume I'm for fire. the troopers. And volume I, I, of fire is going to be your winner in this yeah. game. I mean, I don't know. I, I've I've got some thoughts on that. Well, it's the 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 game seems very balanced. You know, there's no weapons that are just you know overtly more powerful than their counterparts. Uh, I think the ion troopers definitely have a place. Uh, I had, oh, yeah. I ran one in my list, and in both games, it saved my butt several times. Um, yeah, I think only the, two of the uh, – it was you and another gentleman that had uh, the Ion troops. Everybody else was just spamming the z 6s yeah. so. uh, And I think he was saying that it did a lot of work for him as well. Yeah, that was part of the reason I was able to – in the game I played against Joe, um, I brought down that ATST and I think turn three. Um, and part of, and he had General Weiss and all of the all the fixings all on the his ATST. All the missiles, yeah. Um, the reason why I was able to bring it down fairly easily was we had the – the, like the hot dog or the hamburger style uh, deployments set up, okay. so it was you know the closest to closest. Sure. So he was never within range four to be able to yeah. to do that mortar thing. And also we I uh, I threw on the 
the scenario where you can't shoot beyond range two at turn one. Uh, <laughs> that so, really limits. Well, yeah. it was, you yeah. know, when you, when you do the card setup, you know, the third card, if that sure. third card is something you really want, you can use both of your, you know, get rid of that card <laughs> yeah. to make that the scenario that yeah. happens. And that's what I did. It was the third one in there. I'm like, oh, that's that pregame happen. game. Yeah. So yeah. that, that, you know, I knew immediately, I'm like, I need that to happen. And by the time he was able to get in range to shoot, I had an ion token on him. I got Luke in a combat with it. I dropped it. Oh, jeez. It, it, it seems like for the ATST, depending on your deployment conditions, it, it, it's almost something you absolutely have to deploy last. Oh, for just, sure. Yeah. Just, yeah. just so you can get the most tactical flexibility out of yeah. it to, you know, mortar launcher, depending on how you've got it kitted out as well. Um, it, it seems like it's something you have to absolutely deploy last. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, I, I learned my lesson with my game against Daniel about getting a little bit overzealous with my airspeeder because I was thinking I'm just going to zip this thing up across the board and then I realized like, you oh, did. I don't well I did yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now, you know, we played we played the opposite way for our deployment where it was the the long edge and I tried to zip that thing up there thinking I had range I'm like nope I don't have range on that that range three is not as long as I thought it was and then of course that kind of left him dangling out there where he just you know shot it to pieces because one thing we learned that they're not that durable when you're only running one right yeah, and then you got the uh, weapon destroyed result too. When you, of course, when which you, yeah. basically made, <laughs> yeah. and that was the only weapon you had on there. Yeah, which Oops. basically makes the land speeders the giant displacement tool. Yeah, which I you know I, I messed around with a little bit to some effect, but yeah, it re- seriously reduced its effectiveness. Mm. So, I, but we saw like I said a number of different lists and people playing in, in different ways. So you know, it's, I guess it's an exciting part of the meta where even though there's not as big of a selection of different options to take we're still seeing people playing diverse styles yeah, yeah definitely the uh, especially with the atrts uh being able to pick and choose the upgrades that you run on them i know gatling cannons were kind of the order for the day um i know there there was triple atrt lists out there run two of them were gatling cannon and then uh, one laser cannon with the with the thought being that you're just fishing for crits yeah, uh, and trying to use that for to bring down you know either people in barricades or ATSTs or other vehicles, that sort of thing. We did realize after the fact though that maybe uh, the laser cannons still have more legs on them for uh, dealing with ATSTs, just because it gives you that four range band. Yeah, if you can bait out the ATST uh, during deployment and then just make sure. Because it, it only moves like one or two. It's pretty slow, right? Mm-hmm. ATSC is two, yeah. yeah. Okay, so two. So you could probably pretty easily keep range on it with a laser cannon and peppering it uh, with your superior range. And hopefully, you know, make it think twice about uh, advancing and just mortar potting uh, like willy-nilly. Now, I will say from playing against ATSD, like I was able to kill it in turn three, but everything went my way to have that happen. You know, yeah, that seems pretty optimal. Yeah, like they're, they're tough to bring. And down. that was with one. Yeah. Like I'm thinking, like if I was playing against, I had to concentrate all my fire on that thing, mm-hmm. and I had to have the, the perfect set of scenarios in order to get that thing to drop. If I had to go against two of them, I don't know what I would do. And you, I could set the range that I needed to get into, you know, the optimal range to be able to kill this thing effectively without with minimizing the amount of damage I take from it. But if I've got a second one to worry about, that thing could either move in or move out. Mm-hmm to its own optimal range. That's where I hope you have maybe like tow cables or ion cans or something that can really just mess with it and keep it busy yeah. and not as effective until you're able to, you know, bring your guns to bear after they finish off the first one. But we'll definitely have to play that scenario out, I think. And that's where I think that you're going to start seeing the, the metas shift because once that happens, then, yeah, like you said, you're going to have to have more anti-vehicle weapons on your stuff, which is going to leave you exposed to having to fight against trooper-heavy lists. Oh, yeah. No, so you're going to start seeing yeah. the rock, paper, scissors effect, which I think when you've got a balanced game, that's what you're going to have. ATSTs are super scary just number-wise on the board. Just mm-hmm. uh, in a vacuum, they are super scary vehicles. The moment people dissect and figure out how to deal with them effectively, I think you're going to see a big decline in their use on the table. But who knows? Well, uh, they're it, expensive. It may be. Yeah, they are expensive. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you can you know, consistently get a spin on it so it's facing the wrong way and not using that forward arc or, you know, dropping ion tokens so it's not able to deploy. Wow, you're, you've neutralized a quarter of their army. And I think one, one thing that you can do to kind of mitigate that from a gameplay standpoint is make sure you have enough line of sight blocking terrain on the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
because you know we did a great job here at Power Night of making sure that we had enough good terrain on the table while yeah. making it you know a good gameplay aspect and also still make it look cool. Yeah, one or two of the tables was a little light on the line of sight blocking, so that's yeah. definitely something we were talking about afterwards. Uh, we had kind of a uh, Yavin 4-style forest board. Actually, I kind of want to talk to you about uh, maybe building up some like Aztec-style pyramids or something to help add in some line of sight blocking stuff. Well, I think that's that's uh, we can add that to the, the, the terrain, queue, the, yeah. the queue of terrain <laughs> list. I got some poster boards or poster tubes recently so to put some endor trees together and once i start and finish those we'll get some tutorials up on uh, our facebook page that'd but, be awesome yeah but um yeah but for that game though we, we did see the impact of having good line of sight ter- blocking terrain mm-hmm. and you know it never hurts to have a little bit more yeah I think. no absolutely i think the rule of thumb is you want to have a quarter of the board worth of terrain when you sit down and play and then half of that is uh area cover yeah that Mm -hmm. kind of thing it's also tough to make good line of sight blocking terrain when you've got a model that literally stands a foot tall (laughs) (laughs) and line of sight is measured from the top of that model Mm -hmm. right yeah Yeah. so it it gets a little tough um now there is some speculation i saw online about whether or not you know if you have the model up that high he's a tippy toes ballerina well if it's going to have like things that are hiding under under like under overhangs if they're going to still be able to be shot at can you see it interesting you have line of sight to it is it obscured well but then are you drawing line of sight from the base or line of sight from the top of the model Uh, it's supposed to be from the top Top of the the model model. as per the rules which is why you've got to have your speeder bike troops on the speeder bikes yeah you know because obviously you know if you say oh it's just a bike and with nobody on it then that changes your your line of sight true you know Unless you start getting the people who you know start modeling the uh, the, the Velociraptors squatting, yeah, uh, the, the ATST <laughs> with the head with the chin resting on the ground, and yeah. you know it's a valid sculpt. I mean, yeah. all the okay. joints are where they're supposed to be. He's nesting. Yeah. <laughs> now another interesting conversation that was brought up um, on Facebook or Reddit or something like that was you know the validity or is Vader OP? No, no, and no. I chimed in like. Not only do I not think he's OP, I don't think he's that effective. It, it, it takes a lot of nuance to play Vader properly. Um, he's slow, yeah. you know. And, and when you've got another another choppy lightsaber wielder on the table that can get you, you know, two attacks in one turn um, and a charge and all of that, um, it's really hard to outmaneuver that. Yeah. While also bringing what he can do to bear on the enemy. You know, because uh, you're not going to move Luke away from the troops. So, yeah. you know, Vader's got to go attack the troops. But at the same time, you know. Once we see the alternative commanders dropping, I think we'll see a resurge in, well, I mean, that's all we see right now is Vader. Right. But uh, I think we'll see the effectiveness of him go up as well. Because literally playing your cards right with Luke, I've seen him kill Vader like four out of five times now. I've yeah. killed him every time. Yeah. Of, the, of the five games I've played against the Empire, I've killed Vader every time. Yeah, and, and I think what people are shying away from is they they get the idea into their head that, oh, Grand Jedi duel, here we go, Vader versus <laughs> Luke. Um, you know, if you can get at Luke before he has a chance to token up... Or he, if you can somehow bait out his ability to get a second sure. attack. But, you know, if you've, got a couple of, uh, if you've got a couple of squads and you can lay some fire in on him... Before he gets a chance to token up and deflect things back at you, um, you know, yeah, he's got red defense dice, but I've I've seen him die to mass fire. Yeah, you know, again, yeah. volume of fire is what you know. If you're untokened, volume of fire is what's going to to do it for you. So I, I think um, one of the best ways to to do it is to make sure you've got you got two one pip cards for Vader, for Vader mm-hmm. correct? You've got the ambush that everyone right. gets, and then the other one, not Master of Evil, but his other his other one pip card. Right. You need to make sure you save those because when you get into hand to hand combat with Luke, he's got to go first. Will do yep. Son of Skywalker. Yep, every time. And that's a uh, two pip card. It's a one pip card. Oh, is it? Okay. Son yeah. of Skywalker is a one pip card and you're, allows you're down to a dice throw at that point. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> at, at least it's a dice throw. <laughs> yeah. Because if you don't get that, Luke will go twice, and statistically, he you're will done. he will yeah. kill you. If, yeah. Especially if he's done a, an attack round before that. Mm-hmm. So your best bet, if you're going to take Luder, take Vader against Luke, 
you need to make sure that you charge him after he's already acted. So you're getting the only action on that round. And then you need to make sure that next round that you're throwing a one pip card so he's not going to be acting twice before you. It's it's a very it's a very specific scenario. <laughs> Good luck. But if you're going to go toe to toe with Luke, which it sounds weird because Luke's throwing worse dice, he has less health, but his ability to act more times than you is going to be the end of you. And nobody's yeah. asking if Luke is OP. Right? I mean, why are we not having this discussion? <laughs> I think he's good. But, but between I don't the think one he's... pip card that lets you attack twice, yeah. um, you know, there's another card that lets him get a dodge token and uh, like I don't feel like, like he's OP because yeah. I've never I've never used Luke to win the battle. I, I don't think I've ever used him entirely. I've the both games that I lost, I think I had Luke survive both games. Hmm. And he might be a little bit easier to use than Vader because he does have the mobility. You can kind of move him aboard. You can just Lol, I'm a Jedi, charge into combat with Vader. Right. And if you didn't plan ahead with your command cards, then, yeah, you're probably going to get chopped down. But there's a little bit more, I don't know, margin for error in there. Now, I know you didn't get to play the tournament this week, Josh, but the games that you did get to watch, do you see the value of of Saber Throw? Yeah, sure I do. (laughs) Yeah, yep, yep, yeah, yep. For bringing down Sky Speeders. It's really the yeah. only thing that allows Vader yeah. to stay competitive right. because since he is so slow to move, if you don't take saber throw on Vader mm-hmm. as a rebel player, yeah. I'm not going to engage you. Right? I can just keep yeah, you can away kite him you. all day long. Exactly. Right. Or if I'm going to take force push on Luke, I'm going to let you get close and I'm going to throw you, <laughs> right. push you away. I think there's a really good argument for taking uh, saber throw on Luke too. Really? Yeah. Okay. Just for dealing with vehicles. Now the the issue I take with that is. You're replacing he, Luke. Only has two force powers. Mm-hmm. Which one would you remove? Because I I'm very very set on force reflexes. The force one push. I don't like. That's the one. Force push. The, oh, I mean force push. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I mean, I don't love it as much as you do. I haven't gotten to play with it a whole lot though. Okay. Like all, I, literally all I've been playing is Imperial since launch. So I haven't sat down with the uh, Son of Skywalker to play around with that yet. But. Uh, the flexibility to saber throw gives you to get those uh, impact and pierce rolls uh, for speeders, etc. Yeah, uh, this is one of the things, uh, kind of our little powwow we did after the tournament, uh, a bunch of us sitting down and just chatting things out, and that was kind of a consensus we came to: is you could get a lot of mileage out of there. You could, but I feel like because you're replacing something else, you know, it's a statistic you use in sports: win, wins above replacement. Do you have a, enough value from replacing another one of those cards? Especially now, when only Luke time will has tell. a ranged attack. He does, exactly. He already has, sure. it's, Granted, it's not as effective. It doesn't sure. have you yeah. know, pierce and impact like mm-hmm. the saber throw would. But I don't think you're going to see. Like, well, for, for saber, too. it's a must-have. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saber, you have to have. Or Luke Vader, Vader has yeah. to have the saber throw. Yeah. Because he has no other ranged attack. And because he's so slow, it's very easy to maneuver around him. Luke has a ranged attack. And if he's throwing it, he's only throwing three black dice. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a you know precipitous drop off from what you saw with Vader, and I just don't want to replace either force reflexes or force push. Well, I'm just waiting for the Imperial Super Commando expansion to come out that gives a jetpack upgrade card that Vader can then take, <laughs> and suddenly you've got Arc Vader. Zooming around the board. Awesome. Or if yeah. there's some ability for Boba Fett to pick Vader up and carry yeah. him into battle. <laughs> or if you get some kind of troop transport. You know, that may be a mechanic that we see eventually that's, at some point. That's something this game needs, I think, is is some sort of way to get your troops, cart them around. I, I think oh, we need really the nice. uh, especially once Imperial Rhino into, Rush. Yeah, especially once you start getting into the Grand Army when you're on a 6 by uh, 6 by 4 Um It'd be nice to have something to be able to get your people around in. I think we'll see it eventually, especially, especially with, sure. I mean, Rebels had a bunch of different transports and right. things on there that they could pull for inspiration and models. Sure. Yeah. And again, we're just speculating on things that they'll have in the future. So, you know, nothing nothing concrete in front of us. But for right now, I, I don't think Vader's OP, and I personally don't think he's that effective. I think once we see the Veer's expansion drop, I think we're going to see more Veers lists than Vader. Probably, just because of the fact that it's going to open up your, your more possibilities. More points to play with, yeah. More points to play with. You know, I can I can lose Vader and put a whole other squad of of, uh, of Stormtroopers on the field. And, and, yeah, okay, they're Stormtroopers, but 
mass fire, and if you play your cards right, might end up being better than having Vader on the field. Yep. Was well, there anything else you guys wanted to go over this no, week? I'm good. I think we had a lot, of, lot to talk I'm about. I'm ready to go home yeah. and start painting again. Yeah, oh, yeah wow, let's okay. go home and paint. You had let's load go. up on potassium. Let's You're ready paint. to go again. Let's go paint. <laughs> yeah, go go paint. I have a feeling we have to like send a health and welfare check on uh, probably on Josh <laughs> in a couple days. Make sure he's not like just seized up in a ball. <laughs> yeah. Are you able to answer your phone, buddy? Send a text? Yeah. You okay? <laughs> Not with these hands. No. <laughs> the claws. All right, Outriders. Thanks for listening to us this week. Check back with us uh, next week, and we'll hopefully have some more information, get some more games under our belts, and uh, have some more great hobby news for you. You've been listening to the Legion Outriders podcast. Only now, at the end, do you understand? For more from the Outriders, make sure you like us on Twitter at Legion Outriders, Subscribe to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash legionoutriders. And make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home.